Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. What a way to start our Monday morning with Kim and Pete in the Dominican Republic and some serious beach content. I just feel like, of course, she gifted that to us. Like, what a way to start the morning. What a way to start the podcast. Like, she just knows. I'm going to tell you something. I know every time we get a photo, we appreciate it and it still feels like, holy shit, how is this happening? But there is something very specific about Kim Kardashian in a kayak and knowing that the person behind the camera is Pete Davidson that just feels different. I can't imagine Kim in a kayak regardless. That's just not an activity that I would envision her deriving enjoyment from. So not only is she in a kayak in the middle of the Dominican Republic, but then Pete is there with her. (laughs) To me, that feels like a record scratch freeze frame moment of like, how did we get here? That Instagram story of the acknowledgement of Pete being an Instagram boyfriend, like took me out a little bit. Like, I know you're right. He did pass the ultimate test, but like, I I just can't get over it. I'll never get over it. Every single time she posts, it's like an adrenaline rush that hits me. I know. I mean, the thing that we all have to be aware of is while we're recording this podcast right now, it's 1128 Eastern time and the Skims romance collection drops at 12. And the reason that that's relevant is because those were the photos that she did where she's in the platinum blonde and she had teased it a little bit. And I can't say this with full certainty, but those paparazzi photos of them from like a week or two ago where they're both in the bleach blonde, I think it was outside of the Skims HQ, there is a very good chance that it was from that same day or right around that time. And so obviously I am waiting to see if in 32 minutes, this is going to be the Pete Davidson Skims debut that we've been talking about. Very well could not be. I mean, this could be wildly anticlimactic, but as of right now, that's our best bet. That's what I think too. I mean, we've said 
that we know that there's going to be something coming that she's shooting for. And she said that. She said something like, he's not going to be on the show, but like we do have something coming or like we're hoping to have something coming. Well, when she said that, because that was pre-Met Gala, I thought that she was saying something exciting is coming and what that was going to be was her and Pete walking the Met Gala red carpet together. And obviously we will eventually get the behind the scenes, but it very well could be a part of this Skims campaign, which I'm going to tell you right now, would take me out would take me out. As I said, the photos of Courtney and Megan Fox with the apple. Imagine Kim and Pete recreating that. Like, you guys going to tell me we would all just be fine? No, of course not. And it's so funny because we were all thinking like the boyfriend collection. Of course, it has to be the boyfriend collection. I never even saw a romance collection coming. That is like a whole other level. I know. It feels like the stakes were just seriously upped. It's like, you guys thought, boyfriend, no, no, no. We're inventing a whole new genre for this shit. The possibilities are endless, and we have to always remember that. I need it to happen now. Like, I need us to be mid-recording, 12 p.m. to come around, and us being like, M? She just Instagrammed with Pete for the romance. Like, that is my fucking wet dream. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, let's do our other stories because we will naturally just still be recording while that happens. And it could be literally the most anticlimactic thing in the world. So I want to just alert everyone to that. Although by the time you're listening to this, you'll know, (laughs) but I guess we're really on this journey together, right? I can't imagine listening to this podcast if you have the knowledge that that's not going to happen and then feeling (laughs) so bad for us. Like if I was listening to a podcast and the two hosts were like, Oh, we think this thing is going to happen and we're so excited for it. And I already have the knowledge that it hasn't happened and it's not going to happen when they think it is. I would be like, oh, those poor girls. I, my heart breaks for them. I know. I think I'd maybe feel a little bit of secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> oh, we're, I'm just going straight upset. I'm like past embarrassment. We'll see how that plays out in about 30 or so minutes. But in the meantime, I want to start out with Britney's wedding. I am so excited to tell you guys about this new show, another gem from HGTV. It's called The Great Give Back with Melissa McCarthy and Jenna Perusich. And it's basically Melissa and her cousin Jenna, and they team up to give worthy homeowners these unbelievable home makeovers. And they're kind of ambushed. I mean, these are unsuspecting people that don't know they're in for the surprise of their lifetime. And you'll see that they're so intentional in what they do and every detail that they add. And it really just contributes to these people's overall shock and happiness. It's a feel good time like you will be smiling watching this the entire time do not miss the great give back with melissa mccarthy and jenna perusich mondays at 9 8 central only on hgtv as you all know by now on thursday she married her longtime boyfriend sam Ascari at her home in la and most of the details we have came from a vogue article so we have some not everything but i actually feel like we're getting more details than i expected us to get and what i mean by that is I don't know if I necessarily thought we would get the florist and the ring designer and the dress designer. We had the inkling that it was going to be Versace because she had been meeting with Donatella or we saw photos of them. But I guess it was outlined in a way that was more typical to your, quote, traditional celebrity than I maybe envisioned for this. But that's potentially just part of this new era. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I wasn't surprised by any of the content that we got in regards to the wedding. I wasn't surprised by the breakdown of what she was wearing and the jewelry and the the details. I actually thought that we would maybe even get a little bit more. I think I was just surprised by the wedding in general. Like it felt like one day we were like, oh, Brittany was engaged. Then there's like this lull. And then all of a sudden it was the wedding. Like there was no pre anything to this wedding, I feel like. 
Yes, but when you think about it, it actually makes so much sense because she wanted to be married to him for a while now. She wanted to be engaged. And so now that she has the freedom to do what she wants, to me, it's almost like she's fast-tracking all of these things that she's desired for a long time. Well, that's the whole theme of all of this is just the freedom, which is so important and so amazing to see. Just for her to be able to do her wedding in the way she wanted with the people she wanted there and like the people more specifically that she didn't want there not being there. That is what I think carries and everything she's been doing recently, her Instagram posts, just living her life. And it's just obviously every single step of the way, you notice this just abundance of freedom, which feels so good to see. And I can't even imagine how that feels for herself. Yeah. And you can feel it. I mean, in terms of guests, there was an estimated 60 or so people there, but Jamie Lynn wasn't there. Her mom wasn't there. Obviously her dad wasn't there. And also her children weren't there. But there was a statement actually from Kevin Federline's attorney that basically said, you know, even though the children won't be present, they are really happy for Brittany and Sam and her embarking on this new journey. But in terms of celebrities, and I know you guys saw this content, some of the most notable were Madonna, Selena Gomez, Drew Barrymore, Paris Hilton, and her husband, Carter Reem, Kathy Hilton, Maria Menounos, Ansel Elgort, Will I Am, and Donatella Versace, which of course bred us the iconic content of all of them in a line singing Madonna's Vogue, which like you couldn't write that shit. That is the celebrity content that I live for. Like of everything that we get, just icons being in a room together, being friends, being casual. I don't know. There was just something about it that blew my mind. And the way the internet reacted to those photos and that video of the Madonna Voguing, like everybody was on the same page. Like that was so clearly the highlight of the wedding for Britney too. Well, I think that what we're all picking up on, in addition to the obvious, which is just like, holy shit, all of these incredible women in one room doing such an iconic act in general, is that you are so aware of how aware they all are of what's happening here. Like they did that because they knew it was about to break the internet. And there is something really cool about that when you almost feel like they're in on it. I can't think of somebody I'd want at my wedding more than Drew Barrymore. I almost want Drew Barrymore to walk me down the aisle. She so has that vibe of just being like so happy for the person, right? Yeah, like there's just something about Drew Barrymore that every time I see her, I'm like, you are a gem of a person. I honestly think the biggest testament to that is the success of her show. Because think about how many celebrities have tried that exact same formula. They're so well-connected, they could get any guest in the world that they want, but it just wasn't sticking. And it's similar to almost a Kelly Clarkson in that there's something about her energy that just hit and people are really receptive to. And I think it's partially or maybe predominantly her warmth. You can feel it. Yeah, it's her warmth. And I was going to say that about Kelly Clarkson too, but I'm going to save any Kelly Clarkson conversation for the part of the outline when we get into Jennifer Hudson being an EGOT winner. Okay. Yes. Phenomenal idea. The thing that I have to say about Britney's wedding, just going back to like the entire concept of it for a second is like, I feel like with Britney, I would have been happy for her either way. Like no matter how her wedding went down, I would have been thrilled. Just the sheer fact that she gets to live out this fairy tale dream and have the wedding of her dreams, like all of that. There was something about how small and intimate it was that made me even happier. It was like, you want this for you and it's not this like big spectacle and it's not this big show. It's just this intimate 60 person wedding of your dreams that almost had like a weirdly casual nature to it. Like it felt weirdly, I don't know, like it felt more about her than anything else. And that's what I wanted for her. 
I know. And I saw some mixed feedback of that online because some people felt like the size of it was almost, quote, sad. And I so didn't feel that way. I actually think that there's something almost more powerful about intimacy because there's really nothing sadder than having a room of 300 plus people and not feeling connected to any one of them. You could tell that every person she had there, she genuinely wanted there. That's how I felt too. I didn't feel like it was a situation where it needed to be bigger or it should have been bigger. I felt like for exactly the stage that Britney's at in her life, it made perfect sense. And also like, think about the Kevin Federline of it all. Like Britney did the big spectacle wedding and it didn't go so great. And like, I think that for her, it made sense to take a different approach. Like it wasn't like it was an entirely private ceremony. It wasn't like the media or the public was cut out of it. Like we were all able to share in her joy. It was just done in a very different way. Yeah. And I appreciated that. I mean, this is not what I want to harp on because it's the damper on an otherwise like wildly positive and transformative day for her. But we have to talk about the Jason Alexander of it all, which I'm sure you all saw. But Jason Alexander was a childhood friend of Brittany that she was married to for 55 hours in 2004 before the marriage was annulled. And I'm sure you saw these paparazzi photos. If not, we'll put the link in the description. The guy literally trespassed onto her property, was confronted by security, and basically an altercation happened because he was trying to break into this wedding, which I'm going to tell you, there were a lot of potentially bizarre things that could have gone down in this wedding. This is not one of the ones that I was anticipating. Not at all. And I'm still so unbelievably confused by this story. I mean, listen, for this guy, it was so clearly just some sort of desperate attention grab. But like the fact that this happened in the first place is so unbelievably confusing to me. Well, what ended up happening is he was arrested and charged with misdemeanor trespassing, two misdemeanor counts of battery, and a misdemeanor vandalism charge. I think the silver lining of all of this, if you want to call it that, is this was a really big deal, right? Basically, what's happening is on Britney Spears' wedding day, her ex-husband of 55 hours crashes the thing and gets into a literal physical altercation with security. That's a big deal. That's definitely headline-making news. But I was happy to see, at least in my perception of it, that it didn't overtake the festivities. Like that was noted. Everybody comments on it. It was like, wow, that guy's really fucked up. But then the focus was on her. And I think that's a feat. And that just goes to show like the public's adoration of her and how so easily something so salacious and so quote chaotic honestly didn't take the focus away from what was an otherwise magical day. That's a great point because you're right. Like obviously it was a thing that was discussed and everyone was like shocked to have seen it go down. But then we all quickly moved on from it and we were able to focus on Britney and focus on the iconic moments that took place at this wedding. So you're so right. And I think that it is a testament to the way the public perceives Britney because I think we all have this collective understanding of like, it's almost like whatever she wants, she gets. Like whatever makes Britney happy, we're going to give it to her and we're going to do it with so much happiness and so much joy to be able to provide her with that. It's a very interesting relationship. And I think that if we're being honest, a lot of the way that the public now approaches Britney, of course, is like with an overwhelming amount of sensitivity for what she had gone through. But it's like an overcompensation for the guilt that we feel for what she went through as a result of the public. And we're all trying to make up for that fact. But she's clearly benefiting from that. I really think that she feels the most supported now than she maybe ever has. Totally. And she must feel that because if she didn't, she wouldn't be posting in the way that she does. Clearly, she feels like she's getting that warm reception and the support that she's wanted. And that's why she feels comfortable to kind of share these aspects of her life. But the other thing in terms of your point about the way that 
public is almost overcompensating for a guilt or to try to undo what was done previously, which like phenomenal point. And I so fucking agree. I think if you didn't know that, it could almost feel slightly infantilizing the way that she's discussed. But I personally don't view it like that. I really do view it as one, a genuine happiness, but also, yeah, a little bit of an overcompensation. Not for individual people. It's not like we're sitting here saying, wow, we were so shitty to Britney back in the day that now now we have this platform. We want to treat her so kindly. It's like it's like we understand what she went through on a larger scale and anything that we, quote, all of us can do to contribute to that never happening again, we're going to do it. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like it's it's almost a personal responsibility that we feel. And it's a personal responsibility that we should be applying to other celebrities as well. Like you know, it's, it's this whole conversation of like, okay, we see the way that Britney was wronged by the media. We see the way that other specifically female celebrities have been wronged by the media in the past. And we're not going to make those same mistakes, but I do feel like with other celebrities and specifically other female celebrities that maybe aren't older or maybe don't have a past with the media that we feel like we have to make up for, we find ourselves falling back into similar patterns. And I think that Britney is such a perfect example of like, let's keep up this energy across the board. Yes, absolutely. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more.
Another thing that happened last week is Justin Bieber revealed that he was diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which is caused by a shingles virus reactivation in the face. So it makes people that have had chickenpox as a child more susceptible. And it caused partial facial paralysis in his face, which you can see. I'm sure you guys watch this video. If not, we'll put the link in the description. He posted a video talking to the camera, explaining what was going on. Obviously, he had to cancel some of his shows as a result, and that's why he was telling everyone. But I don't know how you felt about this. I felt like while he was talking, he was really scared. You know, I know he's a very religious and spiritual person, and he repeatedly said, I know I'm going to be okay. It's in God's hands. You know, I, I trust God. And I believe that he feels he's going to be okay and he is going to be okay. But what I was picking up on, I don't know if this is accurate or not, is I feel like oftentimes in our 20s, we sometimes and probably naively have this false sense of invincibility. And then when something happens that takes you out of that, it's kind of jarring. And I have to imagine they went through something similar to that last month or two months ago when Haley had the mini stroke and she was hospitalized. Like That's a lot of intense medical shit for two seemingly very healthy 20-something-year-olds. And I don't know, I mean, not to get so deep with it, but I think that when you're on top of the world, right, like they have everything in the world you could ever want, you realize that if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And I, I feel like it was this moment for him of just like, holy shit. That's what I felt like too. And I think even more than that, to me, it felt like this moment of him feeling let down by his own body, which is a really scary thing to grapple with because, you know, keeping in mind that Justin has been through a lot of health issues already. I think that he had Lyme disease pretty badly that he spoke about in his documentary. And, you know, he's just struggled a lot with his mental health and the way that that's taken a toll on his body. And so I think that he feels like this is just a continuation of that. Like it's almost like it's never ending. And I understand why he feels that way because one of the things about this specific disease is that, yes, it's brought on by the shingles virus in your body, but the thing that can trigger it while it lays dormant in your body is stress and is, you know, things going on mentally and all the way that your body works together in these situations. And something we know about Justin is that being on tour is really stressful for him. I don't think that he has a lot of really great memories of being on tour. I think it's a really hard environment and he really has to put himself in a mental place where he can grapple with doing that. And so to know that your body is reacting to the fact that you're actively trying to have it not do that is a really, really scary thing, especially when that then results in you having to cancel tour dates. Absolutely. And we can't discount the Haley of it all because I think generally speaking, if I, just from where I sit, I think she's more of like the rock of their relationship. I think that he would undoubtedly say that she really is his rock. And I'm sure she would say the same about him. But I'm sure there's a part of them that knowing what she went through the last few months, he probably wanted to like be quote strong for her, which I have to imagine this whole thing contributes to the feeling of just like helplessness and being so frustrated with your own body letting you down. It's a lot of heavy medical shit that in a, in a very short period of time. And I don't know, I just really felt for him when I was watching that video. Yeah. And also something that I noticed about Justin too, is that there's a conversation that we have often about how a lot of times celebrities are almost frozen at the age that they get famous at. And I think that's something Justin's done in the past couple of years is really fought through that. Like, I really think that one of the things about being married was that he had this grow up experience and he was like pushed past that. I got frozen at age 13. And there's something about seeing somebody like Justin go through 
this sort of a health crisis and be really scared and vulnerable about it that makes you look at him like he's 13 again and makes him look at himself like he's 13 again. Like it's almost like you saw the scared little boy and that was really difficult, I think, to see. Like this is a situation and a health issue where by everything that we've seen on the internet and everything that we've read about, I obviously don't know that much about it. It seems pretty rare, but it seems pretty treatable. But there are no guarantees. Like you don't know. Like, you you know, especially with something like facial paralysis, like of course you hope and you pray that it everything goes back to normal and you regain that sensation. But like f- accidents happen, freak things happen. And when your career is dependent on your health in the way that Justin's is right now, like you turn into that scared little kid that doesn't know. And I think that's a lot of the energy that we were picking up on as well. Oh, beyond so, beyond so. And, you know, the other thing in all of it is that this is the times when you really realize how physically demanding him being on tour is. And it's not that in every aspect of his career, it's physically demanding. There are times when he's not on tour where he, I'm sure, can, you know, exercise a lot of leisure. But him particularly, because he's such a dancer and such a performer, there's a lot that goes into it. So it's just, it just sucks. And I obviously am wishing him a speedy recovery and I'm sure this is really overwhelming for Haley as well. So just thinking about them, it was definitely kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because... You just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you, not as they really work with you, And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Then the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code CELEBS. Okay, it's 12. And as of right now, actually, it's 12.01. So far, Skims just posted like the Romance Collection reels. And it's obviously Kim looking very sexual, but no Pete. 
Are we going to get it or no? I'm like, so, no, I'm, no. Oh, fuck. It's, we're not, right? We're totally not. We're dreaming. I, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a crazy thought. And like, even if it, even if it doesn't happen today, it doesn't mean that we're not going to get it at all. But I was, I was expecting a 12 PM drop, but you know what? She just Instagram Pete. Like, it's not like we got nothing. Like I, I, I kind of had that feeling of like, maybe she's not going to Instagram Pete and then immediately Instagram him in the skims collection. Like she would have done a one or the other thing. I don't know him. I'm going to tell you something. Sorry. No, this is not at all the point. You know, I do not wear bras. Literally have not worn a bra since 2011. But this romance chiffon bra, I wouldn't wear it on a daily basis, but this is the type of lingerie that I would like a thousand percent wear with a guy. Look at it. I I see it. And I'm a hundred percent sure that we're going to pause this podcast for us both to probably order it right now. Yeah. I'm already sold out. 34D already sold out. God, you gotta be. That's that is the what is it? The Capital One commercial. It gotta be quicker than that. Gotta be quicker than that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like the Brooklyn accent on the on the quicker? Yeah, obviously, I like the Brooklyn accent. Are you a thirty four D? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know, but your boobs are bigger than mine. No. Yeah. You're not a D anymore. No. What are you? A C? Yeah. There's no way. I swear. Wow. I know you guys don't know how shocking that is, but that's shocking to me. If you put my money on it, I would have said you were previously a double D and now you're a D. Yeah, I was. So you went from a double D to a C? Yes. I mean, technically I'm a 34 D, but I could easily be a C. You know, I never really know. Right. It varies. Yeah. Okay. We don't need to. <laughs> do not need I'm so sorry. We'll keep this in though. Fuck it. Right. Why not? Yeah, obviously. Okay, well, in very exciting news, Jennifer Hudson is officially an EGOT winner. At the Tony Awards last night, she won for producer of A Strange Loop, which won Best Musical. She's only the 17th person to hold the title of EGOT winner, and she's the second Black woman, first being Whoopi Goldberg, and the third youngest person to do so. As you guys know, she won her Oscar in 2006 for Dream Girl. She's won two Grammys, and she won a Daytime Emmy last year as executive producer of Baba Yaga. But... We knew Jennifer Hudson since day one. This woman was going places. Let me tell you something. On my walk this morning to get coffee, I was really thinking about what I wanted to say about this Jennifer Hudson situation because I cannot think of a person more deserving than having the title of EGOT. And I feel like a conversation we've seen online a lot is the last time America was united was when Kelly Clarkson was on American Idol and we were calling in voting for her like our lives depended on it. And I'll one-up you a second. I think the time we were most unified is the heartbreak we collectively felt when Jennifer Hudson was unjustly taken out of American Idol, voted off, top seven round. Ridiculous. And we all knew that it wasn't right. When she was cast in Dreamgirls, I think that we all had this collective moment of like, that's right, Jennifer Hudson, you prove it to them. And she did the damn thing. And now as an EGOT winner, I feel like we've finally fully been avenged for the mishap that was that season of American Idol. Fucking yes, Julie. Did you practice that? Yeah, on my walk. I'm Wow. Were you talking it out loud or just in your head? Oh, no, uh, to myself out, out loud. I just knew that you were walking through the West Village talking that Jennifer Hudson speech out loud. But you know what? I'm so glad you did because that was beautiful. And I am a thousand percent on your page. She is so deserving. She is pure, supreme talent. And it's it just feels incredibly right. It feels incredibly right. Yes. Yes. 
people have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Not a hell of a lot happening in the Kardashian recap this week. And as we found out, at least as of this time, Pete is not appearing in the Skims romance collection. Although you never know, we could finish recording and some things could drop. But something I did want to mention is Chloe was tweeting about last week's episode of the Kardashians, which as you know, we debriefed the literal fuck out of on last week's episode. And at Miss Bricks and Baby tweets, I respect y'all for being on this positivity shit, but fuck Tristan. Can't believe I forgave him like that for him to break my girl's heart. And Chloe responds and says, join the club. Which, three words, minor, but that's the acknowledgement that I feel really good that she gave. Right. Like, I want to see her a little bit angry. She deserves the right to be able to say that sort of a thing. I think that she has constantly through all of the heartbreak been so like almost above it. Like she doesn't want to react. She doesn't want to say anything negative, but like literally fuck Tristan and fuck you thinking that you don't have the ability to do it. Like say whatever you want. I know it is the father of your daughter. And so there's always going to be a certain level of holding back there. But like, you know what? Let the public know that you feel that way because you deserve the right to. Right. And by the way, her ability to kind of maintain a level of calmness about the whole thing is commendable. And it's not like we are denying her of that, but there's something very real and very humanizing of being like, fuck this guy. And she's not going to say, fuck this guy. Like you said, it's the father of her children. But that little acknowledgement to me 
it almost like puts us all at ease. It's like we can put our pitchforks down for a second because let's not get it twisted. She's leading the revolution. Although, you know, we didn't even talk about Julie. What? He was at Stas's birthday party last week. Was he? Yes. I didn't see that. He was? Yes. Yes. That's crazy. I know. It's like, I don't know. It just, the one thing about this family is they keep people around. I don't know if that's partially because in addition to him being the father of her child, like not that he knows too much, but he's obviously been in the family for a number of years now. So maybe they don't want to entirely ice him out. But I don't know. To me, it's like there are some things that he has to be at, but for the voluntary stuff, why? Was Drake at Stas's birthday? I don't know. Like, I don't think it was a situation, if I had to guess, I can't believe I missed that, but I don't think it's a situation where he was like specifically invited. It was probably just like he was out and that's what they went out to. Why would you want to go though? That's what I, it's like the that's shamelessness. That's what I don't get of, either. Right. The shamelessness of this man never ceases to amaze me. This is the best friend of the sister who on the most recent episode literally said, is Tristan the worst person on the planet? This has to be Chloe's final signs. Those is, that is a direct quote from Kylie Jenner on last week's episode. But he has no problem walking in to Stas's birthday like it's nothing. And I just, it's so confusing to me because in the real world, like non-famous people, I don't think that that would ever happen. But I guess when you don't have shame in general, you don't feel shame about putting yourself in a situation like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you're that much of a narcissist, which he clearly is, you don't feel any hesitation of walking into a place where you clearly shouldn't be. It's like every place right. is a place you should be. Exactly. I'm so right. happy you brought up Stas's birthday, actually, because did you see the music video that they made for her? Yeah. <laughs> that is all I want for my birthday this year. Oh, my God. That would be so fun. We'd have to get your grandparents in it and my dad. Oh my God, stop. That is literally, <laughs> I'm not kidding. All I want for my birthday is a music video. Did I say what I was getting you? I, did we have this? Oh no, that was about mine. Okay, noted. Thank you. Thank you for that inspo and it's noted to the list. Great. <laughs> oh, the other thing is she also tweeted, rewatching this part is uncomfortable, but I love and appreciate my family more than I can express. Praise the Lord I have them for the rest of my life, which is true. I think she derives a lot of comfort from them. And lastly, it's been reported that Scott and rumored girlfriend Rebecca Donaldson split after two months together, according to E! News, in the least shocking news ever. He's like pretty active with Holly Scarfone on social media still. And even when we thought that, or the media thought that him and Rebecca were dating, I honestly had forgotten about that in its entirety until somebody had posted that they had broken up. But even during that time, he was definitely commenting on Holly Scarfone stuff. Yeah. I, who knows? There was a TikTok that I saw the other day where somebody was posting about essentially like the good luck chuck of it all with Scott and being like, like all of the girls finding their people after dating Scott and Holly Scarfone had commented on it like a winky face or some sort of an emoji on it, like some sort of acknowledgement of that fact. Oh, interesting. She's, she leans into it in a way that Rebecca Donaldson didn't. You know, like she, I don't necessarily want to use the term thirsty, but think about a kinder synonym to thirsty. And that's how I would describe the way that she's approached the, you know, fame proximity of the Scott relationship. And I say that honestly with zero judgment, because if you're going on a reality show, clearly that is your goal. And there's no better way to fast track the fame train than dating Scott Disick. So if that's her goal, I support it entirely. Me too. And I have no judgment about people putting themselves out in that way if it's so clearly what they want. Like if you are somebody and you're like, my goal is to be famous, then you fucking do what you need to do. You you have my support as long as you own up to it. 
Right. And Scott Disick is potentially the blueprint for that in terms of dating. I just want him to settle down. I know, but it's not happening anytime soon. I'll tell you that much. You know what's unfortunate about it is like, I know that he wants it too. He's just not letting himself. I know. I think that the idea of it is still something he's wrapping his mind around because for so many years, he really thought amidst all the bullshit, he was going to end up back with Courtney, by the way, as a lot of us did for a long time. And I know one can make the argument of like, it's been a few years now that you knew for a fact that wasn't going to happen. But I think fully accepting that reality, even though he's like, quote, over it, it's not like he's trying to get her back. On some level, I think that the easier route is doing these relationships with women that it'll never work out in the long term with. I think there's also an element of it that's like, well, if I couldn't be that person for Courtney, I'll never be able to be it for anybody. Like that was my one shot and I blew it and I'll never like, I'll never be able to do that. That's what I feel like a lot of his mindset is as well. Right. And even though obviously you and I can say that that's not the case and people evolve and change and he will be able to be that for someone. I think that if you're still in that space and just for purpose of this conversation, let's hypothetically assume that he is, then you're totally right. Getting into a relationship at this moment is not the move because if you're still feeling that way about yourself, you're never going to present your best self to the person you're with. And in a way, I actually think he could use that thinking almost as a potential cop-out or a scapegoat for bad behavior because he's like, well, I knew I never could do it. I want. I think that the smartest move is actually him getting into a real relationship when he's let go of that feeling when he's like, I know that I am confident in my abilities to be a highly supportive and like beneficial partner. And once he gets there, then full force, let's fucking do it. Right now, I don't think he's fully there yet. And that's okay. I'd rather, I'd rather have him not put a, a woman through a lot of pain for setting up a false pretense that he personally doesn't feel he can deliver on. Like there is a level of self-awareness in all of it. Oh, I, I mean, I think so. Yeah. Wait, now that like presumably only the people that actually care about the Kardashians are here and other people left at the Kardashian recap. Can we just talk about the Kim Pete photos for a second? Cause I know we were trying to keep it brief at the intro. Yeah. 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 I would thank God. I was waiting like, for I, you to bring that up. Yeah. I just like couldn't hold my breath any longer. Okay. I, I, let's go through each slide. If you're not driving and you're listening to this, pull up your Instagram and let's go through side by side. Okay. Caption beach for two. We have the first shot where it's a shot of Kim, but clearly you can see his feet and his legs. So that is the acknowledgement. Anything else, Pete's made main grid, right? Like she's not hiding him. That is clearly Pete Davidson's foot in this photo. Now moving on, them in a kayak. Like here is Kim, outdoorsy fucking adventurous queen, kayaking in the middle of the Dominican Republic. And Pete Davidson just happens to be there. And let's not skip over the matching hair. No, of course not, which is another thing that I thought contributed to the romance collection uh, theory. <laughs> Still mourning that if you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> okay, slide three. We have the classic them kissing in the ocean far away. Of course, love it. My only critique would be, you know, I, I would love it more if it was closer up. I'll put it like that. Of course, but there's something so classic about throwing the kissing pick in as the third slide. It's not the first. We're not starting it off in that way, but it's not the last. We're not building to it. It's just a casual third slide kissing pick. Right. Slides four, five, and six are solo Kim shots. However, we know this because she posted about it, but even if she didn't post about it, you could tell that these photos were taken by Pete. And I know some people's response, like they were responding to our story, like, is he really the best Instagram content boyfriend if you can see his reflection? And my response to that is, you guys, that was intentional. Like Kim knows that people want Pete's reflection and that is exactly what he gave. So in this particular instance, the exact thing most boyfriends would be potentially criticized for, he's probably celebrated for. Great point. Great point. And you know yeah. what? For the public, 
Never complain about a shadow. <laughs> you know I'm not going to be complaining. Okay, slide seven, also far away. This is them looking a little bit more romantic, potentially candid. Obviously not candid, but that's the vibe. My takeaway from this is I think Pete's been working out with her a little. He's looking muscular. I think he looks really good. Right? Okay, now we got the classic Kim selfie, which I feel like is an ode to her saying, no matter what guy is here, you guys know me, my kissy face, peace sign selfie isn't going anywhere. Appreciate. Short nails too, we can see. Slide nine. Julie, you know Pete's not my thing. This particular slide, I get it. Slide nine was for me. Slide nine felt personal for you. I mean, the Prada sunglasses, the chain, the open black, the tats, bleached blonde hair, jawline. I mean, come on. He looks really good here. He looks really hot here. and I'm happy to I, hear you say that. It means a lot to me to hear you say that because I know well, you I, wouldn't say it unless you meant it. I was about to say I would never say it unless I meant it because think about it. I haven't said it. No, I know. Yeah. He also has nice lips. Yes, he does. I agree. He does, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we finish slide 10 again, solo Kim video in the water, which again, to me, that says – Yes, I know you guys are here for this double P content, but let's not forget why you're really here. Let's not forget why I have 318 million followers, 99% of which I achieved prior to any P relationship. So it's it's kind of like cementing herself as the queen status, and I appreciate that. Bring me all of the content from this trip. Like I want to say to her, whatever you're willing to share, do not hold back on us because we want every single drop of it. And I think she knows that. Can I tell you, honestly, I was really thinking about this when I saw these photos. This, I can't imagine a world in which this happens. This is like a straight hypothetical. There's no reason Kim needs to be doing this. But the way that TikTokers have started doing like one minute vlogs on TikTok, and then some of them expand that to YouTube or vice versa. They started out on YouTube doing vlogs, and then they shorten that content and put it on TikTok. If Kim did a vlog from this trip, even if it was a two minute vlog, I think that would be one of the most watched TikTok or YouTube videos potentially ever. Like a full Kim voiceover with mini clips. I wish that she like... I I just wish she did it like Kylie did it. Like that would be my dream. I wish Kylie would pass that wisdom on to her because Kylie does it in a way where it's so infrequent and it's so only for the big events where it doesn't feel like she's just vlogging to vlog or just like being another YouTube vlogger, which obviously there's nothing wrong with. But when you're Kylie Jenner, you don't need to do that. When you're Kim Kardashian, you don't need to do that. But when Kylie does it, it really feels like something that she's doing for herself, but also a little treat for us. And I would love to see Kim lean into that. I know. I just. I don't think she's going to because it feels so unnecessary, but a girl can dream. A girl can absolutely dream, yes. Yeah, and that's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to mention about anything? I think that's it. I think that's it as well. We'll see you guys later this week for Bravo and Kardashians. And thank you so much for listening. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. 
And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.